0: Hey everybody, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Real Estate Disruptors. So we got Ray Zhang with land Flip, land Flip Incorporated. He flew from Jacksonville, Florida to share how he went from homeless to seven figures flipping land, working four hours a day. Now I am on a mission to create 100 millionaires. The information on this podcast alone is enough to help you become a millionaire in the next five to seven years it will take consistent action, you will become one. And we've got something that we're gonna be launching in about 30 days, officially May 17th. If you wanna be in the loop, go to stevetraintelegram.com. I promise you, you're not gonna wanna miss this. Uh, And um, if you get value out of the show, please tag a friend below, share this episode right now, hit the subscribe button. The more we work together, the more people we can help. And there's a live show, so please ask your questions. Hooray to answer. You ready?
1: Absolutely. All right. For, so we're ready.
0: All right. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. So the first question is, yeah. what was your life like right before you got into real estate?
1: So I was, uh, I came to the America about 12 years ago. And, 12 years. Yeah. Okay. And I started to learn English, you know, the fact that you can understand me is a miracle right now. So <laughs> hey,
0: 12 years. That's really good. that's awesome. What? what where yeah. did you come from exactly? I'm from China. What well, part of China. Because it's pretty, pretty yeah. big. So Beijing. Yeah. Got it. Okay. You did, did you come here for real estate? No, I came here for school. And okay. I
1: want—I really hated my life. So I want to change it. And Hated uh, your life before you got here or after you got here? Before. Okay. <laughs> right. So I'm um, here is freedom, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I was thinking what to do because right after I came, I became homeless. So uh, I lived in the car for a couple of months. And I started to flip all different free stuff. You know, the things that you can see every day, the microwave, the bed. Bad frame, you know mm-hmm. all those, and I started to do cars after that. Got it. And, and after that, I started to do real
0: estate Okay, yeah. so you were in Beijing. Did you came here on student visa, or how did you get here? Student visa. Came here on student visa. Yeah. What were you doing in Beijing? uh Playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Which was pretty common, or is right. still pretty common. <laughs> right. Addiction to video games. I think is one of those like things they're always trying to figure out how to resolve. Right? Yeah. 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 Um. But were you like a, a, a? Did you study anything in college? Did you graduate college? Like what? What? What were you leaving behind? I was at least I was pretending to go to college, so okay. I would go to this.
1: We have this internet bar in China, right? Mm-hmm. So I would go there on Monday morning, and I'll come out on Saturday night, and mm-hmm. then I would go home and tell my mom I actually went to school, but I spent all my time playing video games, so.
0: Okay. I um, mean, yeah. were you at least excellent at these video games? <laughs> I was a professional. You were yeah, a professional. Were yeah. you getting paid for it? Yes. Oh,
1: awesome. So what were yeah. you playing? Uh, Counter-Strike. So
0: the Counter-Strike. shooting games. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. professional. So like, what kind of money are we talking about? About $200 a, uh, a month. 200 a month? Yeah. Okay. So professional, but not something that you can work with.
1: We didn't have uh, Instagram. <laughs> Those can, we can go live by yeah. then.
0: But you know, there's a the very minimum money. Is right? that something you can go back to? Could you play Counter-Strike for money now? um probably not, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> that okay. guy's super good right now okay so yeah. you come here on a student visa so you must have gone to college I and mean, you must have show, done some college to be able to get here on a student visa right
1: uh i went to college but didn't graduate in china oh, yeah. and then i came here and didn't graduate either so <laughs> i guess i'm not good at learning right so yeah
0: so college was not the avenue yeah so you became homeless immediately
1: yeah right after i came here i started to live in the car i remember i put my luggage in the backseat, in the, between the gaps, so mm-hmm. that I can sleep. Flat. Wow.
2: Yeah.
0: So did you know you were going to be homeless when you got here? Uh, I didn't know. But, you know. What was your plan yeah. when you got here?
1: Uh, Just see what's going on later on, right? So yeah. I have to do
0: it first. Yeah. So this is the ultimate. I'll figure it out when I get there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's extreme. I'm pretty much in that camp of, like, I'm going to jump off the bridge or the, 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 the cliff, and I'll build a plan on the way down. Right. You actually yeah jump off and build the plan on the way down
1: right so when we we um, we do anything there's some two motives right the first motive is we want to avoid the pain Mm -hmm. i absolutely hate my life i want to change it that's why i came to america
0: Mm -hmm. so you know i'll I'll do whatever it takes okay yeah um so i assume then you weren't married at this time no okay (laughs) all right yeah so you're homeless, you're flipping free stuff. Whereas this is like off of Craigslist. Craigslist. There's
1: a section on Craigslist. It's called free. You know, I just go there and just grab everything I can.
0: You know? So, you know, I, um, when HDTVs first came out, I want to say like 2002, 2003, right? You had like the plasmas. Those are super expensive. But then we had, eventually we got like the Sony Vegas. You remember those? Yeah. Right. They're super heavy. Very heavy. So I got like one of the first like Sony Vegas back when I was in California. It was like a really expensive TV, right? But then technology improves, this and that. and Sony Vegas aren't very good. Mm. So I remember I was trying to sell my TV. Right? Started at hundred bucks, eighty bucks, forty bucks, twenty bucks. Like no one wants heavy this TV <laughs> for no twenty dollars. Yeah, no one wants this heavy yeah, TV. Yeah. And I posted it for free, and I think I got like twenty different people that reached out to me. I was like, oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> so that's kind of what you were doing. Yeah, maybe I already saw you, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to the free section you pick things up so you just go to their houses like go to their houses yeah so i think this is a fascinating side hustle so let's let's kind of spend some time here if i want to hustle off of the free stuff like what was the strategy so i actually have a student doing that right
1: now okay she's making about uh a thousand a week Nice. Just doing this, okay? You know, so a lot of people say, "I don't have money to start." That's serious excuse, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, what whatever we do, the strategy is go to Craigslist. There's a free section, mm-hmm. or you can go to fo- uh, Facebook uh, on the marketplace. You can just search free.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You'll be surprised what people will give it give it out for for free. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you just search for free stuff. Yeah. You reach out to whoever has got it. You go to their house, pick it up. And then you just repost it on Craigslist or offer up? On Facebook, yeah. On Facebook? Offer up, yes. And then that's the that's, that's just how you make your money.
1: Yeah. The key the keywords is fast. So you mm-hmm. have to do it
0: fast. You have to keep scrolling and don't miss it, right? I mean. Yeah. To make a thousand a week, I think being fast is okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing here you probably would drive to the nicer parts of town to get the free stuff. Yeah. And then you post it on the way home and then you have it sold <laughs> by the time you get home like what's the
1: I would just post it um uh, when I get it on in the car, I'll just post it right away, oh, so, okay,
0: yeah, but is it generally in nicer parts of town you get the free get the free quality stuff or my or am I making it an overgeneralization?
1: uh I think it
0: is middle
1: class richer area yeah. and because um, some people don't even have stuff to give out for free right so
0: right yeah, okay, so you start a microwaves. And what was the what was the fanciest thing you bought you got for free?
1: Uh, I got it, like, uh, I remember there was a, a, a CD player. You know, I sold it for, like, $150. Sometimes I sell it, if the item is very light, I'll sell it on
0: eBay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I sold it for $150, I remember. Okay. Yeah. So when you're talking about $1,000 a week, it's a lot of hustle. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because we have, uh, you know, Ryan Pineda has been on the show a few times and his whole thing is just flipping couches. Yep. Right, so I imagine <laughs> you've probably seen his content around that. I saw that, yeah. Okay, so then you said you got into cars. Yeah. But cars is not the free section. No. Okay. Yeah. So you hustle free stuff and you in the cars. How long were you hustling the free stuff? How long were you hustling in the, in the cars? So
1: I started to flip cars and then I completely stopped the free stuff because I think it's a waste of time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but cars, there's a lot of, money to be made. And Mm. I remember, i still doing some time right now, but no, I don't have a lot of time. But by then, I was making about 30 grand, 40 grand a a month, just flipping cars.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's a profit. It's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And it was still worth stop doing? It was still worth it to stop doing that one? That sounds pretty good. 30, (laughs) 40,000 a
1: month profit. But the thing is, you know, I have to find the parking place. Sometimes I just park in my car. The HOA don't like it. And uh, when I was in Hawaii, I parked along the street. People don't have even parking space. Mm -hmm. When I was in college, I parked all my cars on the campus. That's why (laughs) I got kicked out. (laughs) That's why you got kicked out of school. Yeah, yeah. So the principal actually lived inside the campus. And one day he came out and there was spring break. So he was like, (laughs) I thought this is a break and uh, we have so many cars on the parking lot <laughs> and who owned these cars? You know, and he called the security, the security saw the camera footage. It was an Asian guy driving the BMW, walking around, you know, and, and the principal <laughs> called me in and said, you have to go.
0: How many cars did you have on the, <laughs> at the school in this time? About 80. <laughs> <laughs> okay right. so I can see how you can get the 40 thousand if you so it's like 500 profit a car yeah yeah okay so it's yeah. a lot of hustle for a smaller margin that yeah. makes sense to me okay yeah, yeah. so then you go from f- flipping cars to what
1: uh I've been trying to do real estate when I was in Hawaii mm-hmm. so the worst is trying right so I try the different things and I pay so many intuition coaching fee it never work out for me I you know I just you know, didn't know why. Now I know it's distraction, right? So you cannot, you know, if you don't focus on one thing, you try to do two different things or many different things, it's not going to work. So yeah. I paid all these tuitions, you know, virtual wholesaling, wholesaling, apartments, buying, rent, bird method. Mm-hmm. You know, I
0: tried it all, but yeah. never worked out. So you tried all these different things and it is of your opinion, it didn't work because of you, not because of the programs.
1: Not the program. Yeah, every program works. You okay. know, if you look at, you, even the the not so good coaches they have successful students mm-hmm. so their program works is me not working because yeah. i got so distracted
0: well that's a lot of ownership there yeah so then so the reason why you went from cars to real estate because it was directly from cars to real estate uh yes there's nothing else in between no okay so yeah. the reason why you went into real estate is because it was just too much work uh doing cars
1: uh, also the profit is very enticing mm-hmm. so I see all these guys you know they post their Lamborghini they're like I just made 30,000 on my house flip I was like I'm making like a thousand on my flipping cars mm-hmm. I have to flip 30 cars to match one deal right
0: so why not me doing that right sure oh, that yeah. makes sense so um, you spent all this money in tuition did you at least close deals along the way or it was just
1: I closed one yeah. it was one <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> made three grand on that Oh, three grand. Yeah. So, two hundred k in courses for three thousand return in return. Okay. Right. So, what did you? So, right now you're doing land. Yeah. So then, did you try A, B, C, D, E, and then eventually figure out? Okay, lands for me.
1: So land is just a vehicle. I made a decision. I'll focus on one thing. So okay. that kind of worked out for me okay. about four years ago, and that's really uh, nailed. I had yeah. a lot of success after
0: that. Okay. So you, so you decided I need to focus on one thing and that one thing is going to be land. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So once you decided land was going to be your thing, how long was it till you got your first closed transaction?
1: Uh, it's very fast. Okay. No, it's a, just a decision. Mm-hmm. So it's a commitment and uh, I got my first deal. I made uh, over
0: 250000 on that one deal. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So That was a good decision. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. So how did yeah. you find that deal?
1: So I just do uh, mailers, uh, I joined this program again. You know, I paid 60000 to pay this guy. I didn't really learn a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, he teaches people about terms. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make sense to me after I learned it because if you do terms on land, the default rate will be much higher. Yes. So I was like, is there a way that I can twist the system and make more money? I always like flipping, right? So mm-hmm. I like to buy them and sell it for higher. Yeah. So in my group, they're all term investors. But they do have one common thing: they need properties, so I only mail to those landowners who own more than five properties, so I will approach them, I'll say, "I want to buy all of your land if you want to release all your portfolio, give mm-hmm. it to me, and I'll pay cash. Mm-hmm. So I bought from this guy he owned about 300 lots in the one subdivision. Wow, so okay I, I said, uh, can I buy them all?" but I don't have the money, let's buy 10 at a time."-. Mm-hmm. So I bought 10 at a time. I sold it directly to those, you know, term investor guys
2: mm-hmm.
1: for about 150% return on each deal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I sold the 10, I thought it was going to take for a long time, but that deal sold within four days,
0: 10 deals. So you were saying you're going to buy these cash. So then did you buy these cash and then, and then sell them on terms?
1: Yeah, so the ten deals cost me about eleven thousand, and I sold them for twenty six thousand.
0: Oh, so when you yeah. say two fifty, it was o- over the course of all the transactions. When yeah. You said, well, how many lost Thirty or ten? 30? Ten, no.
1: ten at a time. But he has three, th- three hundred of them. So
0: three hundred, ten yeah. at a time. Yeah. And so you just kept buying it, selling it, buying it, selling it. Yeah. Um. And then I'm I'm guessing you bought eleven, so about a thousand a pop, eleven 1, hundred a pop, but you're getting as a down payment more than eleven 1, hundred. Yes. So right. you're profiting immediately on every deal, yeah, plus cash flow. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And uh, but the, the the thing is, after I bought about hundred fifty lots from him, he stopped selling to me because <laughs> he said, you know, there's no way I can sell it to you anymore because you sell this so fast. And,
2: and <laughs> so he you started. realized it was not good terms.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So then, how did you maintain this momentum? Because that's like it sounds like um, it's a very fanciful like story, right? Like. Once you focus, you had this huge deal, right? Like, is this repeatable and so on? So how did you maintain this?
1: Yeah, the question with this is not repeatable because not a lot of people has 300 lots. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how do I do that? So I do one deal at a time. It's very slow for uh, at least a year or or almost two years. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then it's a time to make another decision. So I went to the Tony Robbins event. We're jumping around, happy. You know,
0: <laughs> is this the, which one is this one? Uh, UPW. Okay. Yeah. Unless so, you power within. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I made a decision by then. I'm going to move to the mainland and do land full time. Mm-hmm. So that's when everything started to shift again.
0: Okay. So yeah. where were you before when you were doing this? Hawaii. You were in a smaller island in Hawaii? Big island. Uh, I'm in uh, Honolulu. So, bigger island. So, but you move to Honolulu, or you're saying you're going to go to the United States? I'm going to the mainland, which is Florida. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Florida's the mainland. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay, so you did this yeah. all while living in Hawaii. Yeah. Was that piece of land in Hawaii, or the 300 lots in Hawaii? The 300 lot is in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Okay, so then you go, move to mainland. You do Unleash the Power Within. How 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 does that apply here? Like, what was it about UPW that affected you?
1: Um, Tony Robbins said It's the moment of decision That shape your destiny Right mm-hmm. So I really think about it If I keep doing this I have my I have my You know I have a plan B Right here Because I can still sell cars Making good money But the thing is How long Is going to be Taking me to the next level mm-hmm. Because I'm doing cars full time I cannot do this land thing So focused It's a distraction again mm-hmm. So I said that's enough. I'm gonna to move to Florida. I'll cut the plan B. I'll do land full time, and then everything started different. Do you have any doubts when you were doing that? When, cause that's a, oh yeah. What kind of doubts yeah. did you face? Uh, am I gonna make it? And uh, you know, is this will lower my income? Mm-hmm. And uh, why am I be able to do this?
0: You know, all these uh things going on in my mind. Sure. Yeah. So then. Um. Once you move to Florida, tell me about your
1: next deal. Uh, so actually we moved, that's a process. We, we went to California for about a uh, month. Mm-hmm. And then during that a month period of time, I started to shift my method of living land. And I got my first deal, I bought it for six grand and I sold it for 58,000. So that's when I know I made the right decision.
0: Mm-hmm. And then after I came here, it just uh, deals like that, you know. So talk to me about how you found that $6,000 deal for 50 and selling it for 58
1: So I sent offers to, I uh, ship from, I used to do like this out of nowhere land mm. to infill lots. You know, infill lots meaning it's near the city. Um, and then I sent this offer out for 22000 the land worth about fifty. So mm-hmm. this guy called me back, and uh, I renegotiate again. I'm a Chinese, right? Never pay full price, <laughs> <laughs> right? So and then we negotiated from twenty two thousand to six thousand, mm-hmm. and I just tell him your land has a lot of trees, you know, which is very common for land, right? Mm-hmm. And but he live off state, so he don't care. I bought it for six grand and sold it within a week for fifty eight thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh,
0: Facebook Marketplace, MLS, highs. right. By realtors, by realtors. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, so then, along this journey, what were some of your biggest victories from when you started till today? Um, I think
1: it just—I had a deal that I bought it for 50, uh, sixty-eight thousand. I sold it a couple of days ago for one hundred sixty thousand. Mm-hmm. So that really blew my mind, even surprised myself. So you know, I I know this system works, mm-hmm. so I can do this virtually anywhere. Sure, and I can be anywhere too. Right. So I don't
0: have to be at home, you know. If I don't want to, I can go to China for a while, right? So, um, let's talk about that deal. So you bought it for sixty and you sold it for one hundred fifty. You said, yeah, one hundred sixty. One okay. hundred sixty. Yeah. How did you find that deal? How did you sell that deal? Uh, I
1: sent it to direct mail. It's up a small part of uh, Texas called Galveston,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, on the east side, and uh, I send the mailer out, and the seller, seller, called me back, and he wants for ninety thousand. Sure. And uh, when I again went to the Google map and see that, and I told the seller, uh, I went there virtually, you know, I tried to sleep on the land and I couldn't fall asleep. And the seller (laughs) said, why? And I said, it's right next to the highway, right? So Mm -hmm. I tried to make a joke with him, but Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we dropped down from
0: 95,000 to 68,000. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But isn't there like, it's a pretty big island. Yeah. But the highway goes right through the middle of it yeah yeah okay um let's see what i was gonna ask you there oh dang it um oh going back to china you would go back to china still uh uh, you know once in a while so are you a citizen of china yes so you're not a u.s citizen no i have a green card though green card yeah yeah Yeah. well i just bring it up because like we just spent two weeks in vietnam you know uh, last month yeah and I, i feel fine going to Vietnam. You know, even though it's a communist country, like, it seems like they leave you alone. Yeah. But I'm absolutely terrified of going to China. (laughs) Because on any random moment, they can just determine that you're a spy for the U.S.
1: (laughs) But you look like Chinese, so you're fine.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like they could just, uh, at a moment's whim, just like, you know what? That guy seems too American. He's probably a spy. And then you're in a camp.
1: Yeah, probably getting watched uh, secretly.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm absolutely terrified. Yeah. <laughs> like the people asked me, do you ever want to go back to China? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> absolutely not. I'm just terrified. Yeah. Uh, their 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 respect for freedom is a little bit different. Yeah. Than respect for freedom we, here. We have an empire there right now. So yeah. <laughs> well, like you kind of watch, you know, like uh yeah. when COVID started, you know, like they were locking people into their apartments. And um uh, what was it, they would uh they would screw their door shut. Yeah. Your right? people like,
1: died. Uh, yeah. the, the, the guy burned. You
0: know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, they would screw your door shut so you could not leave your apartment. Yeah. So. They treat freedom a little bit different <laughs> than they do here. So I was like, I don't, I have no desire uh, uh, to go visit over there. Okay. Yeah. So right now, you're flipping nationwide. Yeah. Doing seven figures a year? About, yeah. Okay. So what does your operation look like to do? Seven figures wholesaling, or I, not wholesaling, flipping land.
1: Yeah, I think maybe I should uh, start to hire, and I uh, got advice for doing that because right now I only have one VA, mm-hmm. and that's about it. So I, uh, because on the whole process, I don't need to do a lot of work. So mm-hmm. for example, the first step is market selection that costs about thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and the second step is how to make offers. My VA do that. Mm-hmm. And then the third step and fourth step is negotiation, take calls. I take that about three to four hours a day. Mm-hmm. And after I acquire the land, I just sell it by the realtors. So the yeah. realtor worry about this
0: and I don't even you need know, to worry about it. So so you don't have a giant marketing arm yeah, or acquisitions arm or dispositions arm. <laughs>
1: yeah, really. Yeah. And uh, the thing to grow it, I think, is just to hire acquisition people and mm-hmm. then uh, have him take the calls, I could increase the number of mailing and
0: mm-hmm. mail. Yeah, so yeah. then step one is market selection. Yeah. So then how do you determine which market to go into?
1: So the first step is I try to avoid this major hot market. For mm-hmm. example, right now we are in Phoenix. I will not do business here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would do about 30 to two hours away from the major city. Yeah. And they'll see how much sold in the last three months. If mm-hmm. it is number over 40, that could be a very good market for me. Mm-hmm. For example, I have uh, some land in Eloy, Arizona. Gotcha. You know, not too far away from here,
0: right? Yeah, it's about 45 minutes. Yeah. 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 So pick a metro, go out 30 minutes to two hours, and from there see if there are 40 transactions. At least 40. In the last More, yeah. month, in the last year. Three months. So 40 transactions yeah. in the last three months. Yeah. Do you care about the, um, the size of the land or the price of the sale? Or is it just, is this 40 transactions?
1: So I actually care about the price. Right now, I try not to do the smaller deals anymore. Mm-hmm. Because the smaller deals, I cannot hire the realtor to do it i have to do it myself yeah, yeah you know? that makes sense yeah so at least the land has to be worth over fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars to about three hundred thousand
0: realtors will sell the land for fifteen thousand yeah what's the commission on those is it six percent
1: yeah. uh ten percent about that ten percent
0: yeah okay yeah. so they sell a piece of land for fifteen thousand. Ten percent so just 1500 goes to the realtor yeah okay all right so it has to be at least fifteen thousand for it to be worth the realtor's time Yes. So because it was not worth the realtor's time, you're going to do it. Yeah, I'm and not. because it was yeah. not worth it to you, we're not going to buy anything less than 15000 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Makes total sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you identify the markets. How many markets are you in? Market I'm in? Mean? How many markets are you in? About 45 right now. 45 markets. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So then being in 45 markets, is there particular data that you pull? <laughs> I mean, you can't just mail to everyone with land. So like, is there a demographic or avatar you're looking for mm. in, in marketing to them
1: absolutely so the 40 we talk about so i would dive in into what sold in the last three months and i would see what subdivision specifically sold mm-hmm. and then i would only mail to those subdivisions with Got about it. half of the price sold
0: okay yeah so you yeah. sell you, you advertise a half mm-hmm. the previous whole account yeah okay how did you determine half
1: uh let's say in the subdivision A, uh price no, I mean,
0: how did you determine fifty percent was the number?
1: Fifty yeah. percent? Oh, I just wanna offer I normally I offer about forty to fifty five percent. Depends on how hot the market is. If yeah. it is very close to the major city, I'll offer about fifty-five percent. And then after the offer comes back, I'll renegotiate again. Got it. Yeah.
0: yeah because for me, what I've heard and I am not a land expert, so just qualify that. <laughs> what I've heard is that you want to be offering between ten to thirty percent.
1: Oh, I wish you know, I I, I wish they keep teaching that, right? So <laughs> I can get so more. Deals. You look like the good guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So it's all about, you know, um, if you do ten percent for like a, a thirty thousand deal, mm-hmm. you know, nobody was gonna sell it for for you yeah. for that price. Not
0: at least not at first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So ten is too low. Forget about it. They're yeah. not even going to return. Yeah, yeah, Because, like, what I've heard is, like, you send out, oh, you, you, well, I guess you're sending direct mail for them to call you back. Right. So what I've, what I've heard is you just sent out contracts. Yeah. And you get received back in the mail executed contracts. Yes. That's what I do. So you send out contracts.
1: Contract with the offer price.
0: Yes. Yeah. So you yes. don't send out, like, call me. No. It's contracts, that, and they either execute it, Yep. Email it back to you. Right. Or they call you with questions about your offer.
1: Absolutely. Or they curse
0: on me.
2: <laughs> or they curse on you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. There's
0: that too. Right. Okay. So then your 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 marketing is not based off any particular motivation or distress. No. It is based purely on the fact that there are sole comps to back up what market value is. Absolutely. That's and pretty
1: smart. And then when they call me, they're already motivated mm-hmm. because they want to sell it for half of the price. And then I would double kill them, you know, mm-hmm. negotiation, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then you offer 50%, they execute the contract. And then what's the process? I mean, so there's really not much sales involved. There's a little bit of negotiation when they call you. Yeah. But then, like, what is a, when you send out a blank, not blank contract, but when you send out uh, that you're assigned contract, what do you typically have for a, a close of escrow period?
1: Uh, about three weeks, three and weeks. Uh, after let's say we agree on a price, I send it to the title company. Mm-hmm. They do the title research, and after about two or three weeks, I got the recorded deed.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, at which point are you renegotiating? Uh, right after they call me. Right after they call you. Yeah. What is the point of uh, when you guys are talking about renegotiating? What what are, what are the reasons why you say, "Hey, like our price needs to be modified"?
1: Yeah. So uh, we look at you know a lot of different stuff. Um, for example. Uh Google map, GS map and uh you just look at anything I don't like, mm-hmm. right? So if it's close to the highway it's too noisy. Uh but all land has some type of problem. Of course. And uh yeah. so maybe there is a lot of trees and uh mm-hmm. land girl has a uh, weeds mm-hmm. and uh neighbors throw trash on them
0: and uh you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts of reasons for land to, to, to not be desirable. Yep. Yeah. And then uh when you close on these what percentage of the lands you're buying uh, is going through a title company and how much is it just recorded public data? So
1: how much I would do it myself?
0: Well, yeah. I, are you recording it in public records or are you actually going through a title company to get title insurance for every single transaction?
1: Yes, that's pretty much what I'm trying to do. But some small deals, you cannot avoid it, right? So for example, I just closed some small deals last week. I bought it for a thousand, sold it for 19,000. And those ones, I just have to do them myself.
0: Yeah. yeah. So you self, not self insured What would you call that? Self close. Self close. Yeah. Okay. So you prefer to go through a title company.
1: I prefer to go. Yeah. That means it's a bigger deal, right?
0: Well, it's a bigger deal, but there's, you know, those costs. Like normally when people are doing land less than like 15,000, they want to avoid the title company. Yeah. You would prefer to go through title company, even if it's a small deal? A uh, small deal, no. Small deal. Now. Yeah.
1: So, what? How do I define small deal? If I have to buy under five thousand,
0: I probably don't use a title company. Right. Yeah. But over five thousand, you will get a title company. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So yeah, when you're saying you're working three to four hours a day, it really is because all you're doing is just either talking to sellers about the offer or taking angry phone calls.
1: Yes. And uh, sometimes I release my stress on them yeah. too.
0: <laughs> so yeah. you're not as a, you're not a good receiver. <laughs> you're not you're right. not letting them uh, let all their stress out on you. You're, you're giving them more stress.
1: Yes, I don't even know them. Why do I stress on me <laughs> myself, right?
0: <laughs> okay, right. So um, you're not really pulling any particular list. You're sending out contracts. I'm guessing is this like a a, a Manila envelope? Right? Uh that's like eight and a half by eleven or, or nine by twelve, whatever you call it, the size those things are or yeah. just those envelopes with a window. You know, two window. windows, right? On oh, the two so, windows, and yeah, the two yeah. windows they can see that the cash amount. Uh no. On the contract. Yeah.
1: On the second letter they can see that. Just okay. a very normal letter. So yeah. You know, I should try something else and see what the results. Okay. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. So, uh, let's see going back here. Um yeah between 15 and your first one, been a lot on coaching. So one thing you kind of mentioned earlier is, you know, we have to have a why. Yeah. Like without a why, you feel like, well, I guess, instead of saying it, but in your words, what do you think happens if you don't have a why and you're becoming an entrepreneur for yourself in real estate?
1: Uh, I guess the why is the motive and mm-hmm. uh, it will drive you through the hardship. And uh, a lot of people try to do t- a lot of things at the same time because they try to see which business is easier to do. And then they will pick that. But the truth of the matter is all business is hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, no matter what you choose, there will be a period of time that you feel very dark. There's no like, no, no, no way out. Yeah. So you just have to stick with your why and and uh, keep going.
0: Okay. Yeah. So then how did you figure out your why? Uh,
1: I have two why's actually. So the first one is my wife. And uh, so when I was homeless, we were dating, right? She and
0: dated you while you were homeless?
1: Yes. And then I was sleeping in the car, and she came into the car, and she wanted to just sleep with me for the night, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, you should go back to your dorm. And <laughs> uh, she said, no, 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 I feel very warm here. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, I know she's a gold. <laughs> yes. N- not a gold digger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there's nothing to dig here, right? <laughs> yeah. So And uh, that's why, I, you know. She, she wanted half your car. Yeah. <laughs> she won.: my, my car. Yeah. Yeah, so she's my first reason. And second yeah. reason is my mom. Mm-hmm. So my mom unfortunately passed away about 3 years ago. Um, I still remember the day I went back to China she had a stroke and the day I had to leave to the states to do this business, this land thing. I was in the hospital hall back and forth 6 times. My mom was sleeping. And then I kiss her, I say goodbye, I left, and I came back again. Just go back and forth six times. I still remember that hallway, mm-hmm. and I promised myself by then I have to make this work. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's my second why. So um. you, you promise yourself. You didn't promise her. You promised yourself. Yes. Got it. Um. And then I'm gonna guess here, uh, probably one child policy. Yeah. So you're the only child. Absolutely. So you're the one you got to carry this, carry this legacy forward. Yes. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I didn't know by then that was the last time to see her. So, yeah. Yeah. And then the COVID hit. Um, you know, nobody could see her until she passed away. You mm-hmm. know, she
0: basically died alone. Yeah. Yeah. That was hard. Sure. So, knowing that you're why. Is there anything particular you do to remind yourself or, or anything along those lines to keep your why front and center? Um, I think just keeping thinking about her, how mm. I think about them, right? So
1: right now I have three kids, and they are kind of my why too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to keep going and try to um, support the family and help
0: as many people along the way. Yeah. Yeah. But they're probably really young so they don't know about much of this absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. gotcha okay so um let's see what other questions i have about that before we go back to go to the audience we have actually a bunch of questions which is awesome um so right now you're saying you're focused on land so you're only doing land right yes. now yeah so no multifamily, nope. no other things no nope. um and it's Really focus on who your target audience is. Um, what tools are you using to pay attention to which sales are occurring, right? Because you're talking about if you go into a new market, mm. you have your metrics. Yeah. But how do you know if there's another market you need to start looking into or other markets that you have right now that you need to stop marketing to?
1: I just uh go to Refin, my VIA actually just get me the data um mm-hmm. uh, constantly. I wanna see which market has more sold than for sale. I also wanna see, you know, which market is growing. I just had uh, one done this morning mm-hmm. and look at Texas, you know, whole. I wanna see which county has uh a lot more sold. Gotcha. Yeah. Very okay. very simple. I don't pay a lot of software, there's no fancy software. Yeah. Reference free, you know, and uh, use the list source. Yeah. So your
0: most expensive source or cost really uh, after direct mail is your VA. Yes. I know
1: I don't pay him much enough. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead then. We will head to the audience questions. Uh, but right before we do that, let's take a very quick break. All right. Sellers. sellers, What if you can make an extra $50,000 a month, which is simple to do if you can close an extra two to three deals every single month. Right now, you might be walking out of houses without signed contracts, sellers are ghosting you, or even when you do get a signed contract, the seller wants to cancel before, closing. And you're probably wondering, why is this happening? And it's because you're not following a sales process. And if you keep going the way you're going, you'll continue leaving two to three deals on the table every single month. After attending our live event, you'll quickly be equipped with all the tools to handle any objection thrown at you. People that attend our live events repeatedly tell us that they're closing an extra fifty dollars to $70,000 instantly. Here, you'll learn how to ask better questions that engage the sellers, the skills to build real rapport, and the ability to pinpoint exactly where the appointment went wrong. Come to my office in Phoenix, Arizona and spend two full days with me and my team. where We discuss our entire sales process, learn how to overcome. I need to think about it. Price is too low and any hidden third party decision makers. And if you attend this event, we're also including our disposition sales training, our perfect seller appointment checklist, and all of our scripts act now because our live events fill up quickly as we can only fit 20 people. If at the end of our event, you don't see how you can make an extra $50,000, I'll give you your money back. Go to salesdisruptors.com and sign up now because if you don't, you're going to keep leaving money on the table. FYI, we could only seat 20 people and we've already sold a bunch of seats. So don't get left behind in our shifting industry. Okay, so I see a lot of quality questions here uh, in in the audience. But before I even jump into the questions, you know, uh, I was kind of remarking. So as I'm looking at the three cameras we have in his office, like, when did we start putting phones up? (laughs) Right? Because there's two live feeds here. And then Ray said these are his. Yes. So we're live on his Instagram and live on his TikTok, which I think is absolutely awesome. You know, Uh, what compelled you to go uh, to be so, you know, intentional in, in bringing your phone? Like, you're the first person to just. Put up tripods <laughs> and stream in here. <laughs> what 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 uh, what compelled you to do that?
1: So I guess I guess that's my hobby. Whenever I guess an opportunity, or at least it seems like an opportunity, I'll grab as fast as I can. Mm-hmm. So of course you know everyone knows you, You're the big hitter. So yeah. I try to grab you as much as possible, right? Yeah. And um, I guess that's my
0: my style. Yeah. yeah, you know. And I was kind of remarking with you before the show even started, right? Is like. Is there something about the Asian culture where we feel like totally like pro camera record everything, you know? Because <laughs> uh, yeah. like, you know, I got, we got inspired a lot by Kong Lee. You know, he's my most famous friend. He's almost like, he seems like he's Gary V famous. You got Ryan Pineda, We just talking about with couch flipping. Yeah. And like, I know I absolutely hated it when I was a kid. My dad would break out the camera. Yeah. Right. Let's take a picture. We always had the camcorder. Every single event he had the camcorder. I remember like, I want to say I was traumatized in like elementary school received one of those awards and he showed up with the camcorder with the VHS and like everyone's like who's this, whose dad is that? It's like you guys know whose dad that is, you know. Yeah. Um so my dad was always the one that was recording the document this and that and I hated it. Hated yeah. it. And now I'm doing the same exact thing.
1: Me, me too. I still argue with my wife about this picture <laughs> thing, right? right? So she is a photographer and she want, likes to take pictures. I try my best to avoid it, mm. which will <laughs> piss her off. Yeah. And um I just don't like to be you know taking pictures, so
0: mm. but then here you are, yeah, <laughs> doing video. yeah. No, I got in yeah. trouble for that too. My wife said the same thing right before we started going active on social media. She's like, Let's take a picture, like, why? <laughs> right. And now she's like, You're so conscious about your image and this and that. And she's not wrong, it's just, yeah, it's just, I wonder what this evolution what causes this evolution, yeah. Uh, so on YouTube, uh, Ashish uh, Verma, Ray, how should I approach land flipping if I have a hundred thousand dollars to put in? I have sent 3,000 mailers. Uh how many mailers, deals, et cetera, Shabby should, should my numbers be targeting?
1: Uh, at least uh, try your best you can, but the minimum number is three thousand letters a month. Mm-hmm. So if you ask me how much how much how many I should mail, there's only one word answer, more. You know, mail more, right? So I talked to a mutual friend of us, uh, Will, and he mailed about 160,000 a month, right? Mm-hmm. So the more you get and the, the keywords is consistency. Mm-hmm. So it's not like just one time. Some people ask me, Ray, how many mailers I should mail out to get a deal? I wish I could answer that. You know, I, I, that would be a ATM machine. I just put money in and I get money out, right? Right. But you just have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. If you're consistent, committed
0: to do this, I guarantee you it will work. Okay. Yeah. So how many pieces of mail are you sending out a month right now? About 25,000. 25,000. Yeah, yeah. And then... Let's just say there's a sole competent subdivision and you start targeting everyone in that subdivision. Mm. How many times and how often are you mailing that subdivision?
1: At least every other four months. Mm. I made a mistake to mail it too soon. So I mailed a county in Texas. I got a deal. I bought it for 20000 sold it for sixty, and got my second deal for 25000 And it's under contract. I was super happy, right? And uh, this county works. Let me mail it again for a higher price. So I did exactly that. And the the strange thing is, that second seller got my second letter for a higher price. Mm -hmm. And he said, Ray, you did this yourself. You told me you want to buy it for higher. I guess my land is appreciating. I'm not going to sell it. So he canceled that. I lost $30,000. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So every four months, you said?
1: At least four months.
0: Yeah. So four months in between? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh but how many times are you gonna mail that one cell or that one subdivision? Until I don't think there's much deals ever ever. Okay. Yeah. Uh Rob Sturble on Instagram. Yeah, renting a parking lot isn't that expensive, but the insurance isn't cheap. Um and so Rashanika, how long it took to close? I'm guessing we're talking about your, your uh your big deal here, the two hundred and fifty thousand. Um, but it sounded like it was pretty quick. Yeah. You got it from this guy and like a week later they were all sold. Yeah, so
1: my strategy is, I tell the realtor all the time, list my property the cheapest in the entire market Mm -hmm. because I don't want to let my land sit there for two years. Yeah. You know, so when I, because I bought it super cheap, and then I sell it, try to be the cheapest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that that will fast the space.
0: So we're not trying to maximize on the acquisition side. Yeah. We just want it sold. Yeah. And it's fascinating because this dichotomy or this mi- mindset exists in wholesaling as well, right? Like we got to get this super deep. We got to get the best <laughs> deal possible when we buy it. Right. We don't care what we sell it for. <laughs> just get it sold. <laughs> right. Right. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's such an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Uh, B Swole on YouTube says, uh, you're amazing. Hustle game is something serious. Uh, Mike B says, love the studio setup. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Uh, and then Mike says, uh, or B Swole says that you're, uh, uh, your wife, it sounds like it's definitely a keeper. I strongly Absolutely. agree with that se- sentiment. Uh, is direct mail your only marketing method for finding land it's from 310 Group? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And
1: especially when you first started, uh, try to do one marketing channel. And the uh, cold calling and testing doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. I don't want to sit there and calling and the guy negative and uh, just <laughs> send direct mail, right? So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Well, I mean, that's, a, that's the cool thing about land. And not to say you couldn't do it with, with houses. But the cool thing with land is just mail contracts.
1: Yeah. There will be a time that it doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. It used to be a time for houses. It works. You know, you send a a number, it will work. Mm -hmm. But right now, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you really do make this simple. Yeah. I try to be. Yeah. Well, because if you look at all the complications, because we generally, we insert all the complications. Yeah. Right. You send out offers, you get contracts. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, do you have KPIs? Do you measure or do you just you just send out mail and then whatever happens, happens? Yes,
1: that's basically it. I try to keep it very simple. I guess okay. that's my strength, also my awareness mm-hmm. because I could have got more deals if I managed those da- data.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Mike, do you appreciate your humor? Um, <laughs> sometimes you release your stress on them. Uh, IG, the deal... F- Bean says he's there loving this interview. So, all right, uh, Caleb on IG, because you are in 45 different markets, what does deal flow look like per month? Um,
1: it depends, but the average profit right now is from, you know, slow, slow down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, right now is about 60 to 110 a month.
0: Uh, probably. thousand in yeah. revenue. Yeah. Uh, 110,000, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but as far as number, of transactions
1: uh about six to ten deals yeah last week i closed five
0: uh yesterday i closed one you know just um something yeah. like that yeah so about six to ten deals a month yeah but you have felt something change in this market shift absolutely okay yeah. so yeah. what was it like before the shift and what's it like today oh my gosh
1: i remember in september i had the biggest month
0: uh this past september or it was september
1: before september in 2022 Okay. Yeah. So I had profit two hundred fifty thousand on that month, but right now it's nothing close to that. Um, It's just uh, very slow, and uh, the seller also think, you know, I'm in the hot market right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, (laughs) and the buyer think, you know, I'm going to wait for a bit. Sure. So it's kind of awkward time, but you just have to be consistent to, to get those deals.
0: So, you know, with us in Phoenix, right, like we had this shift and it seemed like overnight we probably had like the worst shift as far as what the buyers were willing to pay. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like our underwriting guidelines changed like 25% overnight. Yeah. Right. So like what we could before contract for 82 and sell for like 90% of market value, it was no big deal or 92% of market value. It was no big deal because the buyer was betting on appreciation. Yeah. Which worked until it stopped working. (laughs) Yeah. Right. <laughs> um but then when we had the shift sellers were still wanting
2: 82,
0: 85% yeah. of market value cuz they were getting it before. Yeah. So it's not unreasonable for them to ask for it. Yeah. But the buyers went from like 92% to like 60%. <laughs> right? right? so really more like 25%. Yeah. And so we had this uh this massive swing in in what the buyer what the market's willing to pay. And so we had this like moment of like Nothing happening. It was just running into a brick wall over and over and over again. Yeah, I have to imagine we talk about land. What you could sell it for in the market shift was probably twenty five percent or even more mm. because of, for the end buyer situation. So how much did the underwriting change when you're trying to sell it uh, on uh, aftermarket?
1: So I tell people all the time, land investing could be the recession proof because the reason why the seller or the buyer have this. um uh variables because the market Mm change but the thing is when the market change my offer change as well because i look at the last three months data, and then make my decision on how much i offer Mm -hmm. so if the three month is slowing down the price dropping my offer drops too right so uh, you know it's uh pretty much recession proof uh i just have to sell it for much cheaper than before
0: Right. Yeah. So then are we basically just compressing your margins then is with the market shift or.
1: uh, No, exactly. Because um my buying
0: price is very low too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So it was 50% before and it's 50% now, or did it, did your underwriting change at all? Your in-house, your underwriting, not your in-house. Yeah. <laughs> did raise underwriting change at all with the market shift? Yeah. So
1: I used to, but the 50% is just uh like a, a gateway, you know. Mm-hmm. I when I enter the gate, I negotiate again. Mm-hmm. So there is no like a percentage I have to offer. Mm-hmm. I can go as low as you know, a couple hundred if I want to, right? Mm-hmm. So just super low. I try to do my best um, when I negotiate. My goal is to do the best I can.
0: Okay, so fifty yeah. percent is fifty percent, but that's just to get the conversation started. Absolutely, yeah. All right, so this is negotiations have began. Yes, and then where <laughs> you land is very different than the
1: 50%. Yes. So the big mindset shift about land and houses is sometimes if you do, I have this, um, some friend want to do this land and they used to be in the house space, they're afraid of dropping the land offer price for so low. But for mm-hmm. land, you can because people don't have much emotion attached to their land. Mm-hmm. So they are willing to do much, much cheaper. Right. So that's a mindset shift uh, for, for land owners, mm-hmm. for,
0: for land investors. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so then a follow-up question from Caleb then on Instagram is, are some markets better than others?
1: Absolutely. So uh, I tell people when you do market selection, the first step is to find out if the state is even good. If the state is not good, don't go to find a county inside. For example, if the people are moving out more than people moving in, I'm not going to go inside. I'll never invest in New York, right? New York, New Jersey, uh, Illinois, California, that's not my market. I still have land in California. It's been on the market for two and a half years. So uh, first of all, pick a good state to start with. And then if the state has more people moving in than moving out, uh, I would choose a county inside. Absolutely, there is a better market, yeah.
0: Gotcha, okay. Uh, And then uh, on YouTube, Sean, Michelle, is a great interview. They love your positive and positivity and focus. Ant Clark on YouTube, who is your favorite mentee?
1: Mentee?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. So whoever uh, just follow the instruction and do it.
0: Mm-hmm. right?
1: So I don't want a lot of uh, excuses. My style is the same when I teach people. Mm-hmm. It's always I just tell you the action steps. I'm not going to tell you to read an article and make your own decision. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to do and do it, and then get results, that's it, right? Yeah. So right here um, is, right now we are in the stage of age that information is overload. So we are not lacking of information, but why do we hire a mentor if you the information is all there out all there? We are not hiring the mentor for the information, we are hiring the mentor for a confirmation. Mm-hmm. So we need that confirmation. The mentor will tell you this is the right thing to do. And you do that, you get results. Yeah. And uh that's why we 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 do this mentor and
0: mentee relationship. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna guess because the other nickname is Boston Ant A Thousand, is that they're hoping that you identify them. They were hoping you to name them directly. Um, yeah. but I will say, uh like for me, my favorite person to mentor, there's two things, and they're very closely related. First, is they do what we tell them to do. Absolutely. Without question. Yeah right yeah. they do what we tell them to do and then when it uh, after it works cuz it does is they're grateful for it <laughs> right? right like those are my two favorite calls. I, I, i've been doing this for coming up on 16 years now I've mentored over you know I don't know if it's hundreds I think it's hundreds of people mm. um and every time it's the one that does exactly what i say to do and then they have success and then they share their gratitude for it yeah, absolutely Like I said earlier, the problem is very rarely the system. The problem is normally the human being. (laughs) And I'm in that category. I'm not putting myself above this. I've had mentors. I've had coaches. And they'd be so frustrated with me. (laughs) Steve, we said go do A, B, and C. You did a variation of A and then a variation of B and then a variation of C. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? So, So, uh, But I'm with you, right? My favorite people to mentor are those that do what what we know works. Absolutely.
1: So you can change the system, but after you have success, Mm -hmm. and then you can change it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about, uh, see, who were we talking to uh, yesterday or the day before, right? But I was using this example like Stephen Curry. Yeah. Right? Like his dad, Del Curry, was just this great spot-up shooter, right? If he doubled off Del Curry, he hit the three-pointer, right? He had a clean, fast jump shot. Yeah. Stephen Curry mastered the jump shot. Now he can do all the other crazy things. Yeah. Right. He absolutely. can do the spinning, fadeaway, whatever. But he mastered the basics. Yeah. And then he added his flavor to it. Yeah. But so often we we'll add our personality and flair for mastering the basics? Yeah, absolutely.
1: He started to walk first, right?
0: So. Yeah, he had to walk first. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike Bees, you, uh dispositions uh, is it? Uh, so, you mentioned you like to go through realtors absolutely. for dispositions. Yeah. And then his question after that is cash or seller financing when you sell? Cash. All cash. Always cash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not seller finance? Because that seems to be what everyone else does.
1: Yeah. You know, I wish people do that all the time, right? So I can do this. Uh So I want, (laughs) yeah.
0: You love it when they teach the other thing. Absolutely. So you can do your thing. Yes. Got it. Perfect. I love that.
1: Yeah. So uh, I just want to, you know, Land flipping should be a cash cow for you. Mm-hmm. If you want to collect cash flow, go to apartments. Mm-hmm. So apartments are more reliable. People have to live inside, mm-hmm. so they will pay you for sure. But for land, they might be gone. You know, they don't have any much pain. But for multifamily, right. you can buy them and for cash flow. But for right. land, it's a cash cow.
0: So you're saying yeah. because with land, there's no emotional attachment. Yes. So in when times get tough land is one of the first things to get let go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you don't like the creative or seller financing. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Got it. Do you buy in financing? No. Uh, seller financing? No. You don't buy in seller financing either. No, no.
1: I just pay them right away. And then okay. cash has power the, the, to negotiate, right? Mm-hmm. And you tell the seller, I'll pay a down payment and I'll pay you the rest and, you know, in 10 years. That's not as appealing as mm-hmm. I'll pay you all cash.
0: What is, uh, I mean, how are you sourcing that cash right now? Uh, I just do it myself. It's your own yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. You don't even do private money. No. You really make the simple. <laughs> right, simple.
2: <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, have, have you ever had to buy it on a
1: credit card? <laughs> uh, no. I when I first started, I have to uh, find some other people to fund the deal. Right. But after I got enough, you know,
0: cash, I just forget about them. Right. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shar uh, Michelle on YouTube wants to know which mit- which mail service do you use? Uh, I use a service called
1: um, Offers. Mm-hmm. 2 and the letter uh the number 2 mm-hmm. owners.com offers to owners.com yeah and uh, it's about 60 uh, cents each mm-hmm. uh you just you know you don't have to do a lot of stuff
0: you can send it out. i'm guessing by the url that the contracts already in the thing yes so you're not even like sending the contracts no
1: i just send them <laughs> uh, the the sheet the excel sheet with the offer price so
0: you're just yeah all you're doing is like i want to mail it to these people yes here's my offer amount yeah. Are you even, like, pulling the names, or are you just like, I want to mail to this area? Um, pull the name is my VA's job, so I don't even do that. So yeah. <laughs> so you're telling the VA, I want to mail to this subdivision. Yeah. Get the names, get their mailing addresses, right? Yeah. Not, the home, uh, not, not the property address, but get their mailing address, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. You take that, you submit it to offers to owners.
1: So he does the offer price first, and then he submitted to offers to owners. Okay,
0: so name... Uh, mailing address, offer amount. Yeah. You send it to this other service. Yeah. And then they send the contracts uh, inside the mail. Right. And then all you get again is either executed contracts to your, is it a box office or a P.O. box or you actually send it to like an office? My home. Your home. <laughs> you really yeah. make it super simple. All right. right. So the contracts go to your house. Right. I mean, do you use like a call tracking service or do they just call your cell phone? Uh I use callrail. so yeah. you have some services yes <laughs> okay, <laughs> I do pay. <laughs> <laughs> you do pay for a software. Yeah, okay yeah. so callrail um, I, I love this right <laughs> I mean it's super simple. so yeah name, mailing address, offer amount, goes out, execute a contract, comes back to your home yeah, or they call you and you negotiate. or go to my email or fax number, so there are okay. four ways they can get hold of me. Got it. yeah, that's fantastic. So, again, super, super simple. Uh, IG, thanks for the value. Really appreciate listening to this live stream. Do you pick specific realtors when selling the land? Absolutely. So, uh,
1: all realtors will tell you, I know the entire area. Send me all the deals, which is a lie. And uh, a lot of realtors don't know the entire area. So, when I look for the realtors, I only see, let's say, my project or my subject properties in this area. I only look for realtors who actually sold land nearby yeah I never search uh, let's say Phoenix land Realtors I never do that yeah so they have to sell sold some land nearby they need a track record
0: yes yeah yeah and then are you using Redfin for that Zillow Redfin Redfin
1: yeah, yeah very sophisticated software right?
0: <laughs> yeah just use public publicly available information absolutely yeah I mean the fact like how much you've simplified it is absolutely incredible yeah to bring in this kind of revenue uh, it, it's it, it's phenomenal so then you know looking right now from when you decided and committed right like you moved to California and then Florida I was like all right this is what I'm doing till today how different does your business look
1: um you know still myself but uh you know just the process mm-hmm. I tried different things so it Right now it looks very simple and easy, but I tried multiple things and this actually works. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I try to make it uh, very effortless Mm -hmm. for myself. And,
0: um, you know, that's- What did you try that didn't work? Like what were some of the biggest like mistakes?
1: uh, I did like uh, the direct mail with a no offer price. I got like, you know, 400 calls out of uh, 4,000 mailers that waste a lot of time yeah yeah so that didn't work out for me uh i didn't i don't like to take a lot of calls and have to make an offer mm-hmm. right there yeah
0: yeah so offer price
1: actually works better for me
0: so it's better just start the negotiation before <laughs> the phones even uh before they even call yes and, yeah yeah simple enough uh what freedom does uh real estate afford you
1: Oh, yeah, I can be anywhere. And of course, I have to work a lot right now. I have uh, the coaching business. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, without real estate, I have to do this car thing, which I've been doing long enough. And uh, I'm tired of leaking oil, you know, yeah. engine problem, you know, and all this stuff.
0: But you were making 3040 k a month flipping cars, you, you could have you could have bought a Lamborghini and posted on Instagram. Yeah, selling cars.
1: Yeah, I I sh- should I have a die or too, right? So <laughs> there's a lot of work, yeah, yeah. with cars. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And there's if you park on the street, people will tow
0: it, you know, there's a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So a much less simple business yeah. compared to today. Yeah. Yeah. So you said that your wife is your why and your mom is your why. So like how are you um, how does that show up? Like how do you demonstrate that, you know, to your significant other?
1: Uh, you know, my wife probably don't feel it, but I had, just have to work harder, right? So, yeah. um, right now I'm not like in the, um, uh, I'm not looking for more money. I just want to do more and to help more. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I work a lot, and my wife sometimes feel like you know you leave me alone all the time. You
2: mm-hmm. know, yeah.
1: but I, I guess uh, that's how I I should have done better for the mm-hmm. for the family. What does do more and help more mean? So just uh, right now I have this Instagram and TikTok going on. Mm -hmm. And I try to show people how simple this process can be. And I have people reaching out. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a wonderful feeling to help other people to earn some money. So um, they don't have to be working for someone else. Yeah. Right. Uh, What is your biggest struggle right now? Uh, the struggle should be um i think you know all entrepreneurs think they're the hero Mm -hmm. right so they think i can do this nobody else can do this better than me this trap right so Mm -hmm. i just need to find a guy who i trust enough to take calls for me right so i have to believe that if he focuses only on one negotiation he can do a better job than me Mm -hmm. So that's could be my, my struggle uh, to trust someone Got
0: enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it, it sounded like earlier in our interview that the qualification to be a good negotiator was to be Asian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so why don't you just go hire another guy? That's just <laughs> Asian. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, actually uh, I watched over the weekend, uh, Stephen, he, have you watched any of his videos? No. So he's another uh, he's another um, YouTube guy, right? He's a uh, comedian, Chinese uh, Chinese in Ireland, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If he's not if he's not in Ireland, then he's from Ireland, right? So it's kind of funny. He has a bit of an Irish accent. Um, but he does this skit, of, like why don't like why you should never kidnap Asian kids, <laughs> right? So we're gonna do a reaction video. I'm gonna have Amelia, my daughter, come in. We're gonna do a reaction video about it. But basically. You know, the, the, the kidnapper calls, like you know, and it's like a twenty thousand dollar ransom. If you want your kid,
2: negotiate, right?
0: It's like twenty thousand. Like, what kind of discount can I get? <laughs> like, I never pay full price, and just. <laughs> so,
1: uh, you got to negotiate. Yeah,
0: yeah you got to negotiate. Yeah. And by the end of the skit, like the guy's like, "I'll pay you twenty thousand to take your kid <laughs> to take your kid back." Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but you know, so like, what are you doing about this? You, you, you've got. Uh, it seems like you know you've gone to uh, unleashing the power within are you coaching right now with tony robbins or or not
1: uh not right now i used to be their platinum group which hmm. is the highest uh mastermind yeah and that's why i find the the, the deal founders mm-hmm. and um but right now i just stop
0: a little bit and try to focus on this okay yeah. so no mentors right now no okay so you are in the platinum group and I think it was 75K and now it's like 83K a year or something like that. 80, 80, 80K a year. 80K yeah. a year. Yeah. Plus you get to pay for all the travel.
1: Absolutely. Right? and uh, not,
0: None of that's included.
1: Plus <laughs> special events, you have to pay more.
0: Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. The
1: financial, they have a once in a year and you have to pay for that. Yeah. I thought that was included. No. How much is the financial one? 8, eight grand for eight grand. two days, three days. I mean,
0: yeah. at 80K, 8K is kind of noise, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's only 10% more. <laughs> right. but, Talk to me about that program, because uh, did you ever meet Jonathan Leahy in there?
1: Uh, I think I might have. Yeah. But, uh, I he was
0: the REMAX guy. I think he's EXP now. But he was trying to convince me to join. Yeah. And I was like, buddy, like, 75K plus travel? Like, no. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. So
0: tell me about your experience in being in Tony Robbins' uh, premiere group. Um uh, the, that kind of was my
1: dream because mm-hmm. when I was in China, I was listening to the translated version. You know, this weird guy talking about Chinese, and it's not even it sound very good. Right? Probably
0: not the same energy and passion as Tony. No,
1: Robbins. no, no. They were like, you know, <laughs> you didn't do this. But uh, when I first when I came to America, I was like, I need to do this. I remember my first event is in New York. Me mm-hmm. and my wife I went there. We jump around and uh, walk, walk on the fire. Yeah. and we uh, feel good. And uh, then I was like, what's more? You know, I want to join that plenum. And I, so I went there and it was a heavily financial burden. And then, you yes, know. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's it's great. And I, inside that event, I made the decision. So mm-hmm. that de- decision
0: made me a lot of money. Right. Yeah. But as far as like who you able to connect with, right? Like, yeah, people were, people were telling me, right? And I'll verify. It's like, if you want to be in the same room as Warren Buffett... <laughs> It's what it takes. <laughs> Did you ever, were you ever in the same room as Warren Buffett? No. No. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. So like who were the people you got to connect with that made a difference uh, in your life?
1: Um, I guess just the people you meet and mm-hmm. they become um, well, who you associate with. Sure. And uh, I always try to associate with people who actually doing better than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people say, oh, Ray, you just, uh, you know, so money, right? So, you know, everything you do is, money or rented you just associate
0: with people who are richer than you mm-hmm.
1: but you know they have results they have different mindset why not
0: right? yeah yeah but you can't point to anything there. It's like man like this made a big shift for me besides making the decision
1: uh i guess they found my deals and mm-hmm. and they made me a lot of money on that so yeah well there's yeah. that
0: for sure yeah those people are has has money and they have mm-hmm. results yeah I mean they pay eighty k a year plus travel, because <laughs> yeah. they don't right. go somewhere simple. Like you don't just go to Los Angeles, no, or Florida. Like it's even we
1: to a, a Costa Rica and do these crazy things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how do you stay motivated? Um, that's what I wanna uh, emphasize. So I remember a thing that I read from a book. He said, "Do not listen to yourself, but talk to yourself." So that was a big mindset shift for me because I used to listen to myself. And so if you listen to yourself, it always says, why me? Why am I, I don't have a rich dad like the other people? And uh, why I have to hustle this hard? Why this always happened to me? Why this is so hard? And, and that's the results of you listening to yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not going to motivate yourself that way. Yeah. And, uh, but instead, I'm doing right now talking to myself. Meaning every morning after I wake up, I'll just tell myself how awesome I am, I can do this, I got this. And for this interview, I was like, you know, I, I got this, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of being afraid and uh, crying on the corner, I just tell myself I can do this because mm-hmm. someone else did it, why not me,
0: right? Yeah, yeah so that's uh, keep me motivated. So listening to your listening to yourself can potentially lead to, you know, why is this happening to me? Kind right. of a victim deal. right? And talking to yourself, you can program your brain, yeah, into who you want it to be.
1: Yes, and then you program your mind to a point that your mind actually start to talk to, you, talk to you in a positive way.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's that's what you want. Got it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Is there anything uh, you want to share from your self talk in the mornings that might be helpful?
1: Uh, I'm rich. I'm abundant. Um, I can do this. I can. I will. I, I am you Know all this affirmation, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah I,
0: I yeah. think that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, so let's see here. Uh, Mike B, YouTube, does Ray close in cash before listening to MLS? Yes, yeah, buy on cash. Yeah, and then just to emphasize, you use your own money, there's no hard money or private money. No, just my own money,
1: but you know, we all start somewhere, and at first, you just have to do whatever you have to do. Absolutely, yeah. How do you measure success? Uh, I think success is you try your best. And if you haven't tried your best, you're not successful. And you have to be grateful, like you said, mm-hmm. um, you know, grateful for what you have. right? So yeah. um, looking back from that guy playing video games to right now, and then I see there's a lot of room for human potential.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: right? So if I don't come to, to the States, I'm not sure where I am right now. Mm-hmm. but uh, success is doing your best every single day one day at a time don't overthink it um, I think eventually people will think you're successful but in your mind you know you tell yourself I got more room to go yeah yeah.
0: what is your superpower?
1: Uh, I guess negotiation so I'm not afraid of uh, talking to people lowball people face to face so I actually almost got hit by two guys <laughs> because I all them Physically? Physically, yes. Because I, when I was doing cars, I have to do this, right? <laughs> yeah. So but with land, you know, even more, no no, afraid anymore because yeah. I, I cannot see you, you cannot see me.
0: Right. So So shameless.
1: Shameless. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So I wonder if that's a cultural thing because I, I, I am totally the same way. Absolutely. Right. Like I I, I was that realtor, like, hey, I want to spend an offer this price. Like, are you sure? Like, this is what's gonna, probably going to happen. You're like, fine. No, this is what I want. So, okay. Yeah. I'll make it. And like, I get chewed out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Absolutely. So the I just read your book when I was waiting, uh-huh. and all the point you talk about is what I'm using. All that I find out is this, I thought it's just uh, something I figured out, but you know that's actually a culture thing maybe. So you, yeah. you figure out too. Right?
0: Well, in the in our in our book, uh, active listening 2.0. In our book, we talk about how to like we we reverse engineered yeah sales <laughs> sales and negotiation. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what is your superpower? Superpower? Mm-hmm. Negotiation. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. What is your biggest regret?
1: Uh, regret is I should have not gone to college. Mm-hmm. So that's my absolutely huge regret. I would in China or in U.S. Both. Both. Maybe in American it's not a regret because that's a, a steps don't have to step on it, mm-hmm. and uh, without that I cannot be here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But in China. You know, that's a purely waste of time. Mm. I wish I could start with eighteen and uh you know, I should
0: been should have been super far away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just <coughs> wish I was there when the was it the dean found out it was you with those yeah. cars. <laughs> I mean that would been an, an awesome side to see. I think you probably should like with you know, whenever you got some time, is, like recreate that scene
1: right, and the the, the dean <laughs> told me you have twenty one days to sell that eighty cars, mm-hmm. so that
0: was stressful. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sell those eighty cars yes, yes. Dude, you got it done <laughs> right? right sometimes yeah. we need deadlines absolutely uh, so you think that i mean if you didn't go to college in China, could you even gotten here on a student visa?
1: Yes, you could have yeah, because uh after we go to high high school, we can apply for our university, got it, yeah. Okay. Uh, how did you learn your greatest lesson? Um, I think it's a process. At first, I didn't have money, and then I just had to read. And uh, so a lot of people, I mean, at least I used to think if I want to be rich, I have to do the things to be rich. But you have to, later on I find out, if you want to get to a destination, you have to be there first. So what do I mean by that? So everything we see right now is being created twice. Look at this table, this microphone. So it has been created once in the designer's mind. So you have to be there first, Mm -hmm. and then you can be physically there. So I was remember I was in the college in the States. I used to be a cleaner for this big theater thing. So I earning about $8 an hour. So how can you be from $8 an hour to rich people? You have to be mentally rich first. So mm-hmm. I keep listening to these books. So one of the books contribute a lot of um, you know to me, to my life is called The Science of Getting Rich. Mm-hmm. So it's a very skinny book. I highly suggest everyone read it. Yeah. So I listen to that over and over again, maybe for a period of half a year. Every single day I, I listen to it once. So I wow. actually, uh, mentally there, and then it took a little bit of time to mm-hmm. actually get physically there. I remember when I quit the job, I already making about 15000 a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flipping cars. Yeah, so yeah.
0: before it can happen in reality, it has to happen inside your head. Yes. And so for you, it goes back to that positive self-talk positive programming yeah and then it will uh what's the word i'm looking for uh not the right word subconscious yeah yeah your subconscious will make it happen yeah yeah it's a great lesson uh which failure did you learn the most from
1: failure is <clears throat> probably that six years and uh the failure the reason for that failure is about distraction so uh, i wish i could shouldn't have been distracted for so long. I just stay in one area and just do more and more, right? Mm-hmm. So all the rich people you see, the billionaires, they actually have fewer things to do, but they go super massive scale in that one thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not about how wide you go, it's
0: how deep you're, yeah. you're going. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a huge, huge lesson. And what I struggle with, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, what book have you gifted more than any other? Just
1: that book, The Science of Getting Rich. And okay. uh, that really
0: helped me a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. I want you to think about a message you want to leave all the listeners with. I'm going to close real quick. Um, guys, right now, we see a wind of opportunity in this market. I'm excited to seize the moment. Uh, if you happen to have some capital, you'd be interested in investing, you don't know what to do with it. Or if you have some killer deals, you need help to close on, you can partner with us. So if you want to do either one of those things, go to teamwithsteve.com. And let's do business together. And again, guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe right now. It helps us reach more people. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. And we do have Jamil, the Blue Genie, coming next week. So we're going to get an update as to what he's got going on in his life. Love to get that update. Uh, so what are some last thoughts you'd like to leave the listeners with? Jamil,
1: is that a Buddha guy? <laughs> Just
0: kidding. I, don't, uh, I, I wouldn't say. Buddha. <laughs> let's see what is he i think he's christian christian oh. i think he's christian yeah he uh, his video is funny oh his, his, yeah. his videos are hysterical I, I, he actually was um actually the stand-up comedy in los angeles for years
1: oh really yeah oh.
0: if you actually look him up I, I, it's either i think it's funny or die yeah you can look up uh, uh some of jamil's videos on funny or die it's <laughs> yeah. very funny yeah
1: But my message is this very simple it's a story so uh, just imagine there's a huge truck, and on the truck there's a lot of woods, and one day all the woods caught on fire, and uh, the fire is huge, and some people come here and try to put out the fire. So they got a cup of water and start to, you know, spell on the water, spell on the fire, and uh, they see the fire is not even moved. it's going mm-hmm. strong. So then the people say, "Okay." this cup of water actually don't work. And uh, I tried that, but it doesn't work. So they give up. That's what happens to most of the people. So when you try a new thing, it's not the thing that doesn't work. It's you haven't been consistent enough, or maybe the amount of action you haven't taken enough to make it happen. So that's a story that reminds me all the time. I just have to keep digging. And uh, I remember when, when I decided to teach people, my first seminar, guess how many people showed up? Zero? Zero. And I start to teach. Nobody is there. I teach myself. So, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> you just have to, you know, practice, I guess. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it, but it's great. It's a testament, right? And I, I love the way you, you simplify everything. And you're absolutely right. I, mean, I haven't heard that analogy before, but it's it's spot on, right? Like, I'm going to try direct mail this month. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm going to try cold calling next month. Yeah. I'm going to text the month after that. Yeah. And then I'm going to do PPC and I'm going to go back to direct mail. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But just do one thing, go uh, go deep with that. Okay, so if someone wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to reach you? So
1: I have an Instagram. It's called Virtual Flip Land. Mm-hmm. So one word, Virtual Flip Land, and uh, I'll be there.
0: All right. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was Thank an you, absolute Steve. pleasure. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. See you guys all tomorrow for PTD
1: shout out to steve train
2: jump on the steve train we real estate disrupt us